Yes! Hello, hello. It's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, and creator of the Cinema Draft Game, where daily fantasy sports meets the movies. And I am very pleased to introduce, well, not officially yet Family of the Pod. After we get through this ordeal together, they will officially be Family of the Pod. They're my family, the fam. Live from Pasadena and Los Angeles, California, we have new player and official therapist of the pod, Nicole Ward. Can you say hello, Nicole? It's okay. We won't bang. <laughs> hello. And we have longtime listener, first time potter. She works for an unnamed studio in LA in their TV division. It is Monet Moore. Say hello, Momo. Hello. We're gonna be we're gonna be shy tonight. All right, that's fine. People can tune in to hear me anyway. I'm I'm, so. I'm cracking up at the clapping track. Uh, the audience clapping track. We, we have all sorts of goodies and toys here this evening. Tonight's drinking game will be the word family because I have a feeling this tripod is gonna be like a family fun free for all night, just like our game nights, just like when us guys whoop y'all in taboo. Which didn't happen this time. didn't happen last time. No, it didn't happen. Okay, whatever. Anyways, my favorite segment, which usually kick off, is what I'm watching. Yes, and and so I have been on a kick recently. So I've introduced a newbie to Game of Thrones. First time she'd been exposed to it. We watched all 60 episodes. She loved it. So now is my duty as a lover of entertainment and the arts to introduce her to the best show of all time. It's Game of Thrones number two, but of course the best show of all time is, of course, The Wire. The writing is the Shakespeare of our times. It is a visual novel that gives you all the payoffs you'd want if you're patient enough with it. It is amazing watching all these actors. I'm like, God, it's been 15, 15 years, y'all. 15 years since oh Wild got. 15? 15, 2002. Yes. I can't believe it's been that long. And how young, you know, Michael B. Jordan looks, Wallace, and now he's all grown and in Black Panther. And, oh, man, I can't wait. I'm so excited. What what are are y'all's favorite thoughts? You guys have seen The Wire, of course, correct? Yes. Yes. It's my favorite series of all time. Yeah. That's why we love you, Momo. Yeah. Definitely in my top three. It's between that and I go back and forth between that and Breaking Bad. But I think. Season four kind of pushes it over for me to give it a little bit of an edge between Breaking Bad, but yeah. The so, so let's rank the seasons. How would you rank the seasons? Of the five seasons of The Wire. What, oh, what this is such the argument. And I've watched, <laughs> I've watched all five seasons of The Wire at least six times. So, <gasps> yeah, you find, my find so many different things in those those episodes that you miss. Um, to my point in that I didn't hate season two as much as I thought I did um, when I first watched it. Because yeah, an underrated I season. I mean, it's not the best season, but it's an underrated season. It's not season. the best. Um, but I think because you have such a jolt of, oh my God, where's everybody else? The cast looks so much different. You're introduced to all these new characters and you spent an entire season getting to know everyone from season one. And so then here comes season two and you're like, I don't want to talk about these people on the docks. We're Stringer. 
you know, Avon, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, but when I go back and watch those episodes, they're actually quite well done. And, um, so are you saying that season two is your favorite? No, it's not. So my (laughs) least, most favorite or least? What am I going? No, no, no uh, from from. Oh, however you want to. If you want to do worst to first or first to worst, I I tend to rank them. Uh, okay, first so to worst. favorite would be four. Okay. Then three. True. Then one. Okay. And I'm so torn, but I will go and say five two. There you go. That that that's a responsible list. I approve. <laughs> what about you? How would you rank the seasons of the wire? Uh, or do you recall it that deeply? I would you know, I don't recall it that deeply based off of my favorite season though was when they were in the schools. I can say which season that's was four. that. That's four. Because Nick right. love the kids, right? Because <laughs> I love the kids. Um it's four one and then the last season. Oh, thank you. I'm glad someone's standing up for, for the media season. I appreciate the media season. For me, I would go three, four, three, four, one, five, and two. And I didn't think five was that bad. I mean, and I, I really love three because that brought us Hamsterdam. Hamsterdam was off the hook. The whole idea Hamsterdam of, <laughs> of a drug-free zone, <laughs> which was real, apparently, or at least they tried it for a hot second in Baltimore. I mean, that's just that's outstanding. Hamstam was great, and and also the you know getting to politics. You know, y'all know if y'all you know see my Twitter feed at all. I love me some politics, so I'm all about the politics season. And and yeah, for me, it's, it's very close between three and four. I mean, four, obviously, you know, you go. Uh, what was it? You go. You go. You gonna check on me? You gonna wait on me? It's like, uh, you gonna be? You'll be there for me, right? You gonna be there for me? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. That's what. That's why kids. four wins, though. Four wins yeah. because of the heartstrings. Like it tugs on your heartstrings, and you you feel absolutely helpless, and there's nothing you can do. And I think that's why the wire is so great because it is like you know what. This is no fairy tale. This ain't gonna go the way you want it to go. You're not gonna feel good about this at the end. You're just not. And you just have to sit there and deal with it. And that's why it's so good. It's remarkably strong drama, but yet it is it is really funny as hell. We are at, we are halfway through season six. I'm oh, sorry, there's no season six. We're halfway through <laughs> season two, through episode six, and it's like surprisingly funny. I forget how funny this show is. And actually, to be honest with you, a lot of people. I mean, it's it's kind of true on the macro level that season two is like a great departure from season one. But as you're going through it, I mean, all the threads are there. I mean, it just it, you're mm-hmm. just not, not being overpowered by the by at least early on with all the day to day you know police work stuff. But it's pretty much there. It's just they included a really strong subplot which kind of disappears after the season, but right. it's still pretty you know relevant to you know basically it's it's basically it's a it's a an avatar for progress you know and 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 uh the sweeping change of, of economics and, also, and honestly it really rings true to, to, to today this la- this past election oh forgetting about you know the white working class whatever all, all that's kind of like resonant mm-hmm. in how the dock workers were becoming a little bit obsolete because of progress mechanization automation etc cetera, et cetera. so anyways yes the wire love the wire I've been watching Homeland. Homeland. Absolutely. So yeah, I kind of feel like world be here. Uh, So so Debbie, so you're caught up, right? You've seen them all. Yes. Yes, I'm caught up. Because I, I mean, 
this was a weird season. It was interesting. I I'm actually kind of glad. Are are do you watch Homeland, Nick? Are you? You know what's really funny is that I saw my first one uh, over the weekend on Sunday night. Like the current season? I saw the current season, so I've seen what was that. You saw the season finale. I saw the season finale, but it got me, and I'm now going to go back and watch everything. Oh, God. (laughs) Someone likes your dessert first. Such a ride to go on with Carrie Mathis and Boyd. I'm excited about it. Woo! How yeah, did you see, stumble into it all bass backwards like that? What, what what made you decide that <laughs> tonight, Sunday, I'm gonna watch a, a, a season ending episode of Homeland? What made you what brought you to the Homeland table on Sunday? I'm confused. Yes, Nick, tell us how did you come across <laughs> Homeland on a Sunday? Oh, see, what happened is is my dad has been telling me to watch it forever, so it's been in the queue. I, it's been on the radar. It's just that I have too many shows that people tell me about. But then I happened to be watching what a Homeland viewer, and I was like, I will watch this with you, and I'm totally hooked. Big shouts for B Money. Thanks for bringing her along. We appreciate you. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but yes, Homeland. It, it, well, I mean, not to not to make any assumptions, but I just kind of assume that's what, what cause was. Anyways, uh, I, I as as my notes say, I, I did feel it was a bit of a down season, but that's only because I mean, what they did to Quinn was just was just bad and unfair. Not 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 that he got killed. I actually liked the way he went out. He should have been. Well, we killed knew last he was season. going, but you you knew he was gonna die, right? He should have died last season, is what I'm saying. I mean, there. I mean, well, true, but you know. Seeing him as less than what he was 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 heartbreaking. Right. I, don't, I mean, I I mean, it's admirable that Alex Ganzo is doing some interview and he's he's riding for his boys. Like, yeah, he should get Emmy nods. Uh, okay, fine, whatever. I don't know about all that, but it was kind of hard seeing Quinn as anything less than Quinn. And and I'm just glad he finally sought got some sort of peace because I mean, he couldn't live like that forever. It was just terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, no, I agree. But I love this season. I love the angle that they did with the government and these um, constructed terrorism plots and things of that nature that I often speak of and people look at me like I'm crazy. And I was like, see? Like that whole thing with the van and like, oh oh my God. See, I can't even go into it because... Well, I mean, Nick on, like someone's going to probably start tapping my phone or something. But I'm just saying, like, I talk about this stuff all the time. And I'm like, OK, see, clearly I'm not making this up. Like somebody else knows that these are totally plausible. But that's a whole other podcast. Momo has a closet tinfoil hat. I love that. That's so awesome. <laughs> but no, but, but this this season actually will. I mean, this is another one of those cases where where real life kind of runs into reality to an extent because some of the topics they do cover are government overreach and authoritarianism and obfuscation of truth and all sorts of you know the whole thing with the sock puppets and stuff which i mean you could tell like as they were breaking the story for the season that they were adapting to you know stuff that's coming out in real time but it's all it's it's, it's fairly true and we've been talking about this in one way or the other over the last you know a couple of years so it's it was it was a fairly it was a somewhat satisfying season but it was still a down season in my estimation and i don't know i have a love-hate relationship with homeland sometimes like there was a season where i just flat out quit it like in the middle, like I think it was two seasons ago, one where where they're doing like the drone, where she's the queen of drones, right? And I remember I got like maybe, maybe three or four episodes in, and she screwed the boy or something. I'm like, I'm out. I can't do Hopeland anymore. I'm out. And then a few weeks pass, <laughs> and my friend Lo, also a friend of the pod, she's a guest of the podcast, Lolita Files. She's like, no, you gotta 
just, just stay with it. Just you know, go in there and finish those episodes. And I did, and I was hooked. And I was like, damn it, they, they bought like another two seasons out of me. Yeah. This one I'm has, committed to Homeland. You're committed? That's I'm committed. Good. Like, I'm not going to break up with it ever. <laughs> ever? <laughs> I'm just not. There's just commitment. certain shows that I'm not breaking up with. So. Like Benzo, scandal, like, scandal, Scandal's scandal. I'm not breaking up with Scandal. I'm, I'm not breaking up with, with Grey's. I'm not. Bre- I'm just not. Even though you know, there's some tough low points, and like even with Grey's, like I looked at the yeah. promo and I was like, okay, don't take me through another plane crash. Like we're not doing this. <laughs> but I'm not gonna break up. That is fair <laughs> enough. Uh, okay, the Get Down Part Two. It's uh, another thing I, I was watching. It came back last weekend. I think no I spoilers. Yes, and to quote our WCW, the our, our WCW, WBW, a working black writer in Hollywood, aka Kevin Garnett. He says it is still super bazzy, you know, for your pleasure. But yeah, with a lot of like, uh, it, but it gets even a little more weird than this second half. With a lot more dedication to the comic books and strips and, and a lot of like animation uh, mixed into the real life. And I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. I, wherever it wants to lead me, I'll follow because it ha- has Harrison F. Guardiola. I hope I said her name right. Harrison F. Guardiola. She's the actress who plays Mylene. And my God, she is, I think I tweeted this out. She is visual crack. I can't take my eyes off her. She's magnetic. She has a voice like an angel. She's just—I mean, she is a star ready to burst. She reminds, you know what? She reminds me of. She she reminds me of like what was it Debbie Allen and Fame circa nineteen eighty something. I mean, it's ready to it's ready to burst. Uh, no, no, or was it Irene Kara? Yeah, know. I was knows. like, it's it's Irene Kara. Yeah, Irene like, Kara. Yeah. I can see, I can see that. I Irene Kara, absolutely, she's ready to just explode all over your screen with so much talent. And yeah, I'm I'm there for it. Comics, uh, sci-fi, fantastical, black exploitation, seventies, drug addled, graffiti trip. There for it. What, have y'all been watching the Get Down Part Two, Part One? Any part? I w- finished Part Two this weekend. No, tell me. I'm halfway through uh, Episode Five. I'm almost there. Okay, I'll be quiet then. Yeah, <laughs> and I haven't started Part Two at all. But it's it's very different from Part One for me. I feel Good. like yeah, I feel like it's different from Part One. It is. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it actually, it's not the. It, I mean, it's not a cheaply made production, but you can tell that that they spent all their money on Part One. And then they're like, okay, these costs are out of control. Bring it down a notch. We'll introduce a little more animation, which is cool. And, you know, keep these budgets in something a little bit more manageable. Yeah, that was, was a very creative way to do it. expensive to produce that first season. Extremely expensive. And you would know, because you are in TV research, so you got all the, you know where all the, the, the moments are buried. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so real quick, what what show, what uh, three shows are y'all ladies watching? Anything, anything we haven't covered yet that you guys are watching? No, this week was the Get Down, was Scandal and um, Grace because I have stayed with it and I actually am enjoying this season. Yeah, that was good. Although I missed last last week, I think. But um, yeah, I'm watching. Well, I've, yeah, like I said, I'm not breaking up with Grace or Scandal. Um, Oh yes, I, I, I just finished Walking Dead. I've got my ID card. I'm a resident of Shondaland. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, we're, we're together. Even though I'm not really a murder, like murder, I have a love hate relationship with, but I'm not breaking up with that either. Oh, so. murder had a great season this year. I thought this season three was outstanding. The whole framing technique and everything, I thought, was really, really effective. But that's just me and my writer nerd tendencies. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I will say this about Scandal before we move on. I will say this about Scandal, not to get into a cultural cul-de-sac, but there, I have an issue with a show in its sixth season. I mean, it's a mature show now, and they're clearly gunning for seven and whatever bonuses and syndications they have. The hundredth episode coming up. Congratulations, Strange, Strange. But my <laughs> issue with Scandal now is that they're that they need they need a shakeup. And I think I I, I tweeted this and then landed on my Facebook page. I think you even interacted with this a little bit, uh, Momo. But I think that that to raise the stakes where anything can happen, because like when they killed Cyrus's husband, that was that was a little traumatic. That was a little surprising. Mm-hmm. Like okay, yeah, that's mm-hmm. they went there, and and you know it gave, it gave a little bit of a Games of Thronesy edgy vibe, like anyone can go at any time. Which I'm not saying you have to have, but a show like this where it where they pretty much you know were the arbiters of speed plotting, just rushing through all these plots so fast that like after one season like you were just you know out of breath i mean to get back to that and you have to have the stakes actually mean something this time now, yes killing frankie vargas was a big deal but we'd only been with him for like a season yeah Maybe we're not no yeah we i mean yeah. people need to somebody got to go that's one thing about rewatching <laughs> game of thrones with a newbie is that like when ned stark gets it in that first season i mean it's like Try to clutch your pearls. It's like, oh my god! Yeah. I mean, you know, that's elite. I mean, anything can happen when you when the red wedding happens. Well, I mean, you know, so we need some real stakes. I was ready for Huck to go, not because I don't like Huck. We all love Huck. Some people are like, oh, I would have broken up with this show if they lost Huck. Well, like, I get that he's the heartbeat. He's one of the heartbeats of the show. I get that. But for it to have emotional resonance after all of its speed plotting and crazy twists and, and everything like that, it, some I mean, someone has to go. Someone important. Right. I mean, like, like if like if we lost Jake, I'd be okay. I don't know yeah. about that. I feel like a lot of the gladiators would, like they were saying, if Huck went, that they would go too. I don't think it's yeah, the same I kind mean, of following like Game of Thrones, where you, you're tuning in, like, who is going to go? And the gladiators want all their gladiators to be intact. But you don't feel like yeah, the stakes were think... phony? I mean, all right, go ahead. Go ahead, Momo. Well, no, I think, like, I, I agree that Huck can't go, but I think what your point is, is that it has to be something of that level of like, whoa, like there's something, something shell shocking has to happen, like, to where you're just like, I can't believe that just happened. But no, I don't think anybody is ready for Huck to go. <laughs> yeah, apparently not because Twitter was on a meltdown. Like, oh no, he can't be dead. I mean, and oh uh, yeah, no, hooking. Everybody knew that. Well, maybe uh, everybody didn't. But I was like, oh, there's no way they They're not that crazy. They're not that crazy. Well, some sort of reset needs to happen to keep this world fresh, and that's well, one thing the Game of Thrones is good for is that after every two or three seasons, they do some sort of fundamental reset. You're like, oh, okay. What well, was it? Mm-hmm. The white man blinking GIF. Okay. It's <laughs> my, my best impersonation. There we go. All right. So that is what we are watching. So now the topic of this show is top five TV stars who became a movie star. And so basically the rules are you name an actor and at least one example of of them being in a movie that validates that they were once a TV star now a movie star. And then we alternate picks. I go, then you go, then you go, then I go, then you go, then you go. So we, and actually, yeah, we, we wait, might wait, 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 yes. what? I have to do what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so actually, so. Okay, so, but wait, you know, I'm saying we're, about we're, the we're whole actual, the movie thing. thing. We need to do, so 
we're we're doing TV stars. Okay. Who, I can pick my stars, but I'm saying the movie part. What is this about the movie part? That no, way? that they went from being a TV star into becoming a movie star. You know, to use mm-hmm. a, to use a well, that's that's not a, a great example. This is a lazy example. You can use it if you want to. It's a lazy example. For example, Will Smith. Even though he was a rapper mm-hmm. first, we get that he's. You know, and he did some little indie movies. On the side. He was a TV star first, and okay. then he became mm-hmm. Mr. Independence Day. That's right. a classic example of a TV star became a movie star. So all I'm saying is, is, is mention mention your star, mention what they starred in on TV and then on film, and then you know we'll, we'll see if it rides or not. And once you pick that actor, okay. that actor is out of play. So if I went with that, then Will Smith's out of play. And then you have to pick someone else. I mean, there, there are a lot of examples. I'm sure we'll get to all the popular ones, or maybe some even obscure ones. I don't know. Surprise me. So we alternate. <laughs> <laughs> and since Nicole is, and since Nicole is is uh, our uh, one of our guests here, and she is the three of us, the newest player to the game uh, of Cinebraft, you may go first. Do you have a TV star who became a movie star who is top of mind? You know, I don't. I, I didn't want to go first because I have such a lazy pick. So I don't want to go with that lazy pick and was trying to think of one that was not lazy. Because um, of course, it's, Denzel is the one that everybody. Oh, right. That's yeah. a good one. I'll give it up to you because I thought it was a little too obvious, but yeah. No, that is that's an obvious pick, and that's you know. So as my mind works, I will find a less obvious pick. Well, if you, if you if you don't pick it, I'm pick it. So are, are you claiming Denzel? You better claim Denzel. Oh no, I'm claiming Denzel. Yeah, I mean you kind of have to. <laughs> okay, Denzel Washington. And so, what made now? As I look him up on the IMDb to share with everyone, please tell us what TV show he was on that made him a star. If they didn't already know, which is it's their fault, not ours. <laughs> That's their fault, not ours. Their fault, not ours. <laughs> And for his, okay, so his TV show was, um, it was ER, wasn't it? Oh my God. No. No, wow. it wasn't ER. Oh, the other one. No. No, it was the Yes, yes, I know. No, 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 no. Mama, help her out, please. No, it was seen elsewhere. There you go. Goodness gracious. No, no, sorry. Look, it's late for me. Oh my God! It was one of those medical dramas. Yeah, it was one of the medical dramas that a lot of people are um, too young to remember Saint Elsewhere. But that was a really good drama. Look at that dude! Face never changes. Go ahead, get you some. And it 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 also um, boils into my mental health because that's how Saint Elsewhere ended. Um, how did it? I never really watched that show. One, I was a little young for it, but even still, I just never was into doctor shows before ER. So how did it end? That it was in the mind of the child that had autism. Wait, the entire series? Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's kind of whack. It's like it was all a dream. It's <laughs> terrible. Okay. Oh, well, wow. <laughs> We're just gonna put. I mean, the whole series was a dream. Okay, you know what? I, I, I reserve judgment. That's a great pick. Denzel's an excellent choice. <laughs> Momo, you're up next. Go ahead, ladies first. What? What? Who's your TV star who became a movie star? Um. Well, I guess keeping with our medical dramas, I'm gonna go with George Clooney, who also was coming. <laughs> starred in Facts of Life. So comedy and drama. Very true. George Clooney. There he is. 
You like to smile for the people. Yeah. Facts of Life, uh, ER. He was uh, Doug Ross in ER. Oh my God! Look at that. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Here we go. ER. Wow. That ha he is. Yes, he's definitely had a movie career. He was only on there for two seasons. Is that for real? That can't be right. On what? No, no. He was on ER for more than two seasons, wasn't he? Or maybe not. I thought Actually. he was. Is uh, he not? Or is this ER? -E Okay, because there was an ER that's like, um, like, like the comedy. No, this is this is ER, ER, like in Chicago. Okay, never mind. I'm tripping. Anyways, yes, he was on ER. He was Doug Ross. He he laid it down for. No, it, he was only on there for two seasons. Wow, that's crazy. That's amazing. Really? Wow. Really? Man, that, that didn't that sound doesn't right. Doesn't sound does right. It? Or you know what that was? <laughs> that must that was the comedy. He was in the comedy ER too. No way. So there was a comedy ER. And I remember actually kind of watching it a little bit. It wasn't very funny. It was like a comedy drama before Hollywood really had that down pat. And I guess he was in that. There's some character named Ace. That's what ER I went down to. But if you scroll up. I don't remember an ER comedy. He's, on, he's also on Roseanne, too. He's on Roseanne. Did all that. He was on and, Roseanne. Yeah. And where is like the ER we know? That's, that's bizarre. Because that's the or, 90s, right? I thought yeah, so. Yeah, we know it's the 90s. Wow. So he was on two shows. Named, it, here it is, Doug Ross. Wow. We learned a little-known nugget or a little-remembered nugget. And he was on George two ERs. Two ERs. He was on the comedy ER, which didn't last for It had Elliot Gould on Now, that one I watched as a kid. It was supposed to be a comedy. It was in the hospital, and they hadn't mastered the whole drama. Well, no, none about this. I don't wow, that's either. Amazing. You don't you know, remember? Well, I was, I was an odd kid. I was very, definitely an odd kid. But this was, definitely was the comedy ER. Yeah, Elliot Gould was like the, the big doctor. And yes, that was only on for about two seasons. Because I remember looking for it in like the eight, 1986 TV guide, the fall preview. And it wasn't there. We didn't have the renewed cancel index. It wasn't there. I was so distraught. Okay. Yes. Wow. George Clooney. Go ahead. All right. So yes, jo George Clooney. Excellent choice. Excellent, excellent choice. Well done. I, for my choice, I'm going to pick uh, somebody, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to keep it lazy. I'm, I'm buying myself some time for the next one. Will Smith, damn it. We already covered him. <laughs> how are you going to use the example? Yes, you know what? I'm, I'm going to clap myself up. Now. Okay, you're, you're, you're no. Mm -mm. Yes. You, get any claps. you beat my lazy because you used your example. I know, I know. I mean, I'm, I'm so first round is easy, but I'm just saying. But all right, whatever. Yeah, self self prince, fresh prince of Bel Air. <laughs> we, you know, him, you love him, and then of course he went on to be Mr. Independence Day, Bad Boys, Men in Black. Too. I mean, you know, it goes on and on. My, wait, hold, 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 hold on a second. There's been a Bad Boys Four announced. So before Bad Boys Three is even done, there's a Bad Boys Four. Oh my. Supposedly. Is that real? It says announced. We'll see. That could be anything. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, for 2018, Bad Boys for Life. That's supposed to be Bad Boys 3. Can't wait. Probably more. Probably the only other movie I'm more excited for than Fast and the Furious 8 or Fate of the Furious, whatever you want to call it, is probably the next Bad Boys movie because those two, th those two movies, I mean, what they shot like eight years apart or whatever, the first two, but yet perfect in totally different ways. I love Woosa. Woosa. <laughs> yeah, so Will Smith, that's my pick. Hope you research because it is now back on you. Okay, Steve Carell. Oh, well done. Nice pick. I like that. 
Steve Carell, excellent choice. Go ahead, give us his rundown. Steve Carell started out as a reporter on The Daily Show, and then what everybody probably remembers him more for is the American version of The Office. Yeah, and then um, Crazy Stupid uh, Love is what I really enjoyed him in, but of course, 40 year old virgin is his claim to fame. <laughs> And then Despicable Me. So kids know him as the voice of the guy that's over the minions. So there you go. True. Yeah, that thing's going to run forever. Yes. Right. Well, well done. Nice choice. Yes. 40-Year-Old Virgin is, is a, is a low-key classic. And, oh, and we totally forgot Anchorman. Yeah. Brick Tamland. I love Lamp. I love Lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Your impressions are killing us, E. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm here to entertain. I'm here to entertain. Okay, good choice, good choice. Momo, Princess Momo, what you got? Um, I, I don't think so. I was thinking Sally Field. Awesome. Yeah, well done. Yes, the flying nun herself. Yes, ma'am. And Miss Gidget, because I love me some Gidget. Oh, I love so. too. I used, to, I used to watch uh, TBS, all those little 60s reruns, and The Flying Nun, and Hazel, and, and I Dream yes. and loved all those joints. Yes. Because I just couldn't understand why this girl was like 14 and she could just be like running in the streets. <laughs> and like, I'm going to the beach with all these boys. And I was like, what? But yeah, huh? yes. But no, yeah, lo lo loved all the shows. So, what movies do you think made her a movie star? Oh, um, well, I don't know what made her a star, but like one of my favorites is um, oh, 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 um, 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 is it Places in the Heart? That's like oh, one of yes. my favorites of hers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she's from Pasadena. And then, but she's, she's like, Pasadena. Look at that. But I think, like, what? What does she know? Like, Normal Ray and, like, Still Magnolias. Still Magnolias. Oh, mm -hmm. she, well, that wasn't really a movie movie. What, what was a movie movie? Oh, Sybil. Sybil oh. was a trip. Did you guys see Sybil? Yeah, that, that, that counts. I think yeah, you I had think to, you need to count that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Never yeah, we, they had us watch it in undergrad. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. Oh wait, wait. It's for psychology or something? They. You gotta watch you, it. And just watch like... it. Just watch it. I'm not even gonna say why. All right, fine. <laughs> Let me add it to my list. Simple. A lot going on in Lots going on. So that's the name. That's the name of the. That's not her character, or it's her character and the name of the show, right? It's, so. it's a right. Yeah, it's like a. Oh, here it is. Simple TV. Oh, miniseries. Oh, the long lost art of the miniseries. Yes. Do you, do you, do you have any thoughts on, on, on the miniseries or the event series uh, in, t in today's climate, Momo, as you are in TV research? I mean, it's Big so different lies. now. Big Little Lies. Okay. It worked, and I'm, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I just didn't get why everyone was so like. And you've seen all seven episodes, right? Yeah, I mean they're well. Don't get me wrong; they're well done. They're well shot. Like all we, we will not bring right? any big little eyes slander here. Me, Jay Devlin, I ride for <laughs> big little eyes in this corner. No, we got this corner. No, I I thought it was fantastic. I thought that I thought all the cast was fantastic. I thought I thought it was good. Don't get me wrong, but I guess my thing was maybe it's because I figured it out, 
And so I was thinking they were going to, yes, I did figure it out. So I was thinking they were going to tell me something different and they didn't. The only thing they told me was exactly like who did what, but like I knew as a group they were responsible for, I mean, the guy, Nick, have you seen it? No, no, but I'm supposed to be watching it. Okay, well then I won't ruin it for no, you. No, no, you can. But <laughs> I watched by it. episode, by episode, whenever, whenever the little girl gets bitten in class, mm-hmm. I knew what was going on. And, and I knew who, I knew who the rapist was. Like, how did no one know who the rapist was? It looks like him. You it looks like the dude. Go back and you're look brilliant. You're smart. Time. I love you, Momo, but I do not believe you for a second. That came I out of nowhere. It was like, to punch you. the I gut. I swear to you. I swear to you. The only the only time I didn't think it was was when she went to go look for that other guy, and I was like, okay, well maybe I'm wrong. But I was like, the guy is tall. Ed, go back and look. He has the exact same haircut. He has the exact same profile. <laughs> I was like, this is the guy. He had sex with her the same way he has sex with his wife. Like, how did no one see that? Like, I'm just. I, I, I guess that's where I was just kind of like, yeah, hello. Like, we've been watching this Momo, you, all six episodes. You, you are advanced now, and I'm basic. I'm not I even saying I'm advanced. Nowhere, the only reason why, face, you know what? You know what? The only thing that I'll say maybe is different for me is because I watched them, like, in a binge way. Like, so I watched, like, three, and then I watched another three or four, whatever there are. And so oh, maybe okay. people who were waiting week to week didn't. But I was just oh, like, yeah. that's him. Because I was just like, it looks just like him. Like, how did, how am I the only one that sees that? You are like truly him? talented and worth every penny your name is Studio pays you. Because I did not see that coming. None of us saw it coming. Jay Devil's going to listen to this podcast. You didn't see that like, aggressive wow, sex? Amazing. Like, it's this well, aggressive yeah, sex. It was the same. It was exactly the same. Like, well, of course, it was the same that. because he was a rapist. We didn't know he was a rapist at the time. You know what? Never mind. Of course, Never. he's a rapist. <laughs> We're in a cultural cul de sac. This is what we do. I enjoy it. You're the best, Momo. I'm basic. I still don't. I, you know, I believe you, but I, that came out of nowhere for me. I was really, truly shocked. I thought it was a great event series. And this type uh, of thing totally that I think here's, here's the other reason why it was totally him because. I was like, and you know what I was saying to myself the entire time? I was like, okay, I'm going to just wait and see when she meets him. And it kept going and going and going. And the more it went and she didn't meet him, I was like, I know for sure it's him. Because the, the, she never met him. How did she no, never that, meet that him? That is true. So and like, the funny thing is, I didn't think that was odd until it that wasn't scene odd. Yeah. It wasn't odd, but I thought that was giving Mike giving me more of a case every episode. I was like, oh, she still hasn't met him. She still hasn't met him. She still hasn't met him. And I was like, okay, for sure it's him. Girl got bitten and she didn't want to say it was Ziggy. And I was like, okay, so it's it's someone else and it's another kid. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, it makes sense. He abuses the wife. Kids are acting out. This is like, I, mean, I, mean, I don't know. Sorry. Oh, so you're saying I would figure it out. Okay. You would have figured it out. Yeah, you definitely would have figured it out. No. Okay. I don't think you would have figured it out. No one figured it out except for Momo. I think Nick Momo's talented that way. She's Nick less talented. She, she is our research and evaluation department. Yes, we you love know, her. I mean, and I used to think I was a t- on top of the game and I was a terrible person to watch movies with only because I'm always, you know, two steps ahead of the plot, but apparently Momo's three steps ahead. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I will say I didn't know was like the exact way that it happened but 
I knew that it was going to be him because of what he was doing, right? So, but again, I was also like, well, that can't be it because that seems to be the obvious thing that's going to happen, right? But it ended up being the case. So I was like, okay. But I didn't know exactly who did the final deed, like that part. But I did know that it was going to be some sort of collective effort. So. Okay, fair enough. Well, <laughs> well to steer us out of our cultural cul-de-sac, I will bring us to my third TV star who became a movie star. And... Oh, yeah. I'm gonna give myself a drum roll. Johnny Depp, Mr. Twenty One Jump Street himself, Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> all that good. Why? What's so funny? No, it's that's a Johnny good. Depp. That's a great one. Yeah. Okay, but wait. Okay. So I was thinking Johnny Depp, right? Because <laughs> Monet didn't give her a third one. No, no, no. I'm not on my third one. Oh. Though. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We're on this two. Is my second right? one. This okay. is my second one. Yes. Okay. Okay. But then Johnny Depp wasn't he in a movie first? No, 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 no. He he was a star on TV before. Oh, I see what you're saying. He was, yeah, I mean, he was like like I, Nightmare on the Street, some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that. He was a star first on TV, right? I mean, like, well, I mean, yeah, he had some bit parts and stuff. He was building a resume. I mean, he was on Hotel, you know. He had a <laughs> guest star on okay. Hotel. I get what you're saying. So star to star. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. I mean, you know, you could say, oh. Uh, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, oh, I had the joke in my head too. The guy who, who starred in Jade, like he didn't become a star in, in movie. He was a TV star. He stayed a TV star, and that was it. David Caruso, that guy. He left NYPD Blue to become a movie star. Flopped, crashed, and burned. Mm-hmm. Fun of him. But no, this guy, he was <laughs> this guy, Johnny Depp, young Johnny Depp in the game. You know, Officer Tom Hansen, you know, rode that to to movie stardom to the point where I think at one point, was he making like 25, 30 million a picture or something crazy like that? So oh, yeah. yeah. And then that's why he left 21, right? One of the reasons. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, he's caking up. So yeah, he's, he's got a quite an oeuvre, some, some quirky, some mainstream, almost like two for me, one for them, because he does like some really <laughs> weird shit. But he's, he's out there. You, you'll, you'll blow. Blow is a bit of a cult classic. I never quite got the fascination with Blow, but I do respect the fact that it's a cult classic. My favorite is Donnie Brasca. Donnie Brasca was excellent. That is an excellent, excellent movie. I had that on VHS the longest freaking time. I love that movie. I ride for Donnie Brasco. It's such really good, tense, naughty character work. I I, I loved it. It Yes, Donnie Brasco is is the best. And of course, the very first Pirates of the Caribbean just can't be topped. I mean, he was just (laughs) on one. he was so on one. Disney was getting back like reports from the set that they were they were ready to like to shut the whole thing down because they were scared that he was sabotaging the film. They're like, who's gonna follow this this effeminate pirate who wears mascara and talks <laughs> like he's richer? I mean, and it totally worked. Totally built from a franchise. They should kiss the they kiss the feet of the Jack Sparrow statue at Disneyland every <laughs> other day. I swear. What am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is my second one. So your third and last one, Nicole, knickknack, what you oh, got? Oh, my third and last one. It's funny, I had a tie, but because you said Disney, I'll just go ahead and go with the Musketeer, which is Ryan Gosling. 
He was he was in the Mickey Mouse Club. That's... He was in the Mickey Mouse Club, which I actually forgot about. But then, yeah, he's he, seeing him in La La Land back to singing. That that qualifies. Wow! And then, and yeah, look at all these little TV credits first. TV, 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 TV. He was a TV hump until <laughs> it? breakout. Look at all those TV, TV, TV. I mean, well, I guess he was young, so I guess that's kind of where young people start generally more often than not, unless your name is is you know. Uh, last name ends with a fanning or something, but yeah, look at and then remember the Titans. Yeah, he was the sunny guy. Sunshine, <laughs> he was sunshine. Wasn't he? he was sunshine. That's awesome. Um, and then it's kind of then he see. Look at this though. This is this is hilarious. So once he got a little taste of movies, he come back. <laughs> I love it. He had he had like like a guest spot here and there. Once he got a taste of movies, he's like, I ain't going back. You can't take you can't pull me back to the TV. <laughs> I love it. Right? No, no need to. He became parts of all these iconic movies too. So there you go. Yeah, notebook, all that good stuff. You know, he worked out a little bit. Got those little spray-on abs for crazy stupid love. You know, go ahead, get your get your get your cake on. Only because you said <laughs> Disney, but it was between him and one other person that I won't say because you still have your third pick. No, we always see you want to give me any fodder. Okay. All right, Momo, your third pick. What you got? I mean, I feel like you've got to put Tom Hanks in this list. Oh, yes. well done. <laughs> yes, Tom Hanks. How did I forget about him? Yes, well played. Got to. Was I mean, for somebody. Yeah, like, that's a classic, man. I watched that show. I loved that show. That was my show. It was, it was great. Right? It was a great show. <laughs> that show was so funny. Oh my god. Bosom buddy. So, so, what movie do you think it was that kind of made him like a a movie star? Was it Joe versus the Volcano? Because I don't think that did very well, did it? And mm-hmm. uh, no, I don't know because <laughs> I would have been so young. I don't know if I would if I would know what. Show what movie actually? Oh, Splash. I mean, I was gonna say, I'm, gonna- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to those IMDb. It's like Splash, gotta be Splash. But I'm not gonna say how many times I watched Splash, though. That was my jam. So, want to be a mermaid, Momo? Momo the mermaid, mermaid Momo. <laughs> I just thought it was such a beautiful story. It was so cute. Yes, and I used to make my mom rent that from the video store. Notice I didn't say Blockbuster. The video, video store. store. Like when you had neighborhood video uh, stores or, yeah, absolutely. The video store called Video One around the corner. And I used to make her get me Splash and the Goonies all the time. I used to watch it as if I had never seen them before. Oh, okay. Well played. <laughs> well played. No, that, that's a great one. Good that's, job, Momo. And the best part is that these are all, like, super obvious and you can't quibble against any of these. Like, no one can, like, say, oh, no, that person wasn't. No, these are all... Super above board, well played, and I'm going to end with not even like an obscure one. This might be a little, slightly a controversial one because she's working in TV again, but she started off in TV, and I know because damn it, I was there. I was on the set as an extra in 1997, 98 in Chicago. I'm talking Violet Davis. Damn it, she was on Early Edition with a young Kyle Chandler. Oh, wow. Boiling Way of Obscurity oh, on okay. CBS. Yeah, it was that. Oh, it was, my 
God, she was. Wow. Yes, that show it where the, the guy got the newspaper. Addiction. Yes, you get the newspaper and then he had to try. Yes. Yes, you and grandma's oh everywhere because I didn't know a single person in my age bracket who watched that damn show. <laughs> no, I used to watch Early Edition, but I forgot she was in that. She was absolutely. She was like the third lead or something, second, third lead, and and yeah, and she and, and she, she did City of Angels. She was on City of Angels too. Oh wow, she was. She she did. I mean, look at all this TV, 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 just toiling away in TV until I think her breakout was a bit was. I mean, she did you know, Solaris, Antoine Fisher. Okay, fine. Far from Heaven. Eh, okay, but her, her, her breakout for for movies was. I want to say was. Uh, uh, it was just on my tip of my tongue too, that went away. Um, uh, not the help, although that's what she got nominated for an Oscar for. It was uh, I was gonna say it broke uh, doubt. Was it doubt? It was doubt. Yes, it was, was doubt. What year was that? That was yeah. She she also I guess she got nominated for an Oscar for that too. And she's she's like the work. All right. I mean, she, like get rich or die trying. Like she'll do you know quote unquote black roles. She'll do mainstream roles. She'll do indie roles. She is she is the WBW. She is the working black. You know that's not WBW. She's W work WBA working black actor in Hollywood. She's out here to get that work, and I appreciate that. She'll do TV. She'll do movies. Whatever it is, there it is. Doubt. Mrs. Miller, 2008, and that's kind of what I mean. It's not like she got her pick of things to play after that, but she but she started doing more movies with really well you know casted up type of uh, uh, prestige <clears throat> um, uh, productions and yeah and and then you know and just to show that she's still still about that work she the United States of Terra she had trust she, she gets the help there she, and then she goes back to then you know she'll do she'll do a Marvel or DC was it DC film she had Suicide Squad get your coins Viola appreciate it <laughs> get them <laughs> Violet Eve you know I see that shit I see you, Lila and Eve. I see you in my queue on Netflix. I, I can't even say that I'm totally tempted, although it's got two of my favorite women working today. But I, one of these days when I'm really, really just like, when, I, when I'm just, 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 just bone dry for something to watch, I might watch Lila and Eve. But I just, it's not look good to me. I'm sorry. I don't know why it's not looking good. Can, can you vouch for Lila and Eve, Momo? Have you seen that? Seen what? Lila and Eve. No, I haven't. Yeah, and I won't put that on you either, uh, Nick. So yes, we'll nope. we'll just leave it at there. We'll just wrap it up there. We had a good run. Yes, <laughs> yeah, there we, we had a good run with that. So that ends our main main topic, main segment for this show. We'll do a quick ten second sound bite. You basically have ten seconds to offer up your opinion on the topic I'm going to give to you. Can I turn? Let me turn this off the screen share. There we go. <laughs> yes, back to my beautiful. Ten seconds. Yes, no, I ten, seconds. I, I, ten seconds. I will be timing you. All right. So, <laughs> so actually, since you spoke up, Momo, you're first. The Get Down <laughs> Part One or the Get Down Part Two? Which you like better? Go. Ten seconds. But you know, I just said I haven't watched two yet. Oh, then I part one. Okay, knickknack. <laughs> part one or part two? Go. Uh, actually, part one. Part oh, okay. one. Mm -hmm. And I will, well, I could be contrarian. I could say part two. And I'm enjoying part two, but I will say part one because that pilot was just, as the WBW or Working Black writer Kevin Garnett would say, was super bazzy. Okay, Momo, your favorite working actor right now, go. Sterling Brown. Yeah. This is us, the people versus OJ Simpson. 
Yes, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, not Johnny. He was a uh, uh, Christopher Darden. Well, yeah, nice pick. Nice pick. Um, uh, I was gonna say Momo. No, Nick, go. Well, favorite. Uh, I can't think of my favorite right now. E. Um, <laughs> Just humor us. Humor the people. Five seconds. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Ah, there you go. He is a working actor. Very, very much a working actor. <laughs> I don't know what the hell Burnt was about, but it did not stay on my DVR long enough for you to sample it, so whatever. Okay, am I a favorite working actor right now? Oh, God, I could pick from so many. You know what? I'll pick one off the board. I'm going to say Allison Wright. Who the hell is Allison Wright? She <laughs> is Martha from The Americans. She just kind of slips into these roles, inhabits them, you feel for her, and she disappears. She's also in Feud as, like, the, the, the director assistant to... Um, to the the main director who's putting the two main ladies against each other. She's a really excellent layered work. And I heard today she's actually a Brit. Who figured? Who knew? I didn't know. Okay. So one of our traditions would be when I was there during the summertime with these big event movies, we'd all gather on a Thursday night, go see movies together like I imagine we would for Fate of the Furious. I'll be with you in absentia after I locked the game. I'm going up to... Uh, to the Galaxy Theater with the D-Box seats. So I'll be moving around like a fish in water. It'll be awesome. But what Thursday night movies that are upcoming for this summer season are you guys looking – What thir- actually, one movie. What Thursday mo- night movie for this summer are you looking forward to seeing as part of our movie-going group? Momo, go. Oh, wait, of the summer? Um, two of them, Spider-Man and the Apes, the next Apes movie. I, I could say that's very on brand, but we don't know who you work for yet. So anyway, so <laughs> it's very good. I'm actually intrigued on both of those. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah. Spider-Man, though, with good cause, though, because it's a new Spider-Man kid. It's awesome based on what we saw out of, um, what did we see, Captain America. So yeah. I'm excited for him. Okay, good. Nick, go. Um, I'm going to go with Spider-Man and actually Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2 as well. But the one I'm really intrigued about is King Arthur. That is definitely going to be... Was oh, the, with my boo. Second? Yeah. Hunt <laughs> of alert. Hunt <laughs> of alert. Yes, Jax Teller in the house. Yes. King Arthur in his native mm-hmm. British accent. should be fun for everyone. Yes. Uh, okay, oh, Guilty Pleasure TV show right now. Our TV researcher, Momo, go. Oh, 13 Reasons Why on Netflix. Oh, damn it. You're the second person who said that. All right, that's my next show on Netflix. <laughs> uh, I was going to see it. I was going to see it. But getting the Momo seal of approval, I mean, you know how I, you know how I love you, Momo. You know, I, yeah, I it's like I can't stop watching it. So I don't know. I'm still here. Episode six. That's what I'm doing. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> what about you, uh, Nicknack? Go. A new Girl, which is very funny. But, yeah, I've kept up with it. Oh, so are you, are you all the way caught up or are you just discovering it? All the way caught up. Okay, because I think it should die. Like, I think it's, it's, it's had a good run. It needs to be over. It's a perfect ending. Uh, Just go out. There's no more story is, to be told. That's why it's a guilty pleasure, because it is time for it to go. Yes. It, it, it stayed a season too long, but you know what? You know, keep getting them checks. Uh, my guilty pleasure TV show right now. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go off the board. I'm going to say The Real Housewives of Potomac, because these chicks are... Is that still... Are they getting a second season? They're on, they're airing their second season right now. Just started like uh, two weeks ago. Really? They're I mean wow. look, they're not spectacular. <laughs> the, 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 you know the, the the goat of all Housewives shows, Real Housewives of Atlanta. It just is all right because 
the most drama, the most ratchet, whatever. But these these ladies take their ratchetness to like a, a pretty. Uh, it's 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 just more it's more shade than ratchet, and it's really interesting seeing the layers of shade. It's like a very it's it's like Casey Affleck's performance in Manchester by the Sea. How many shades and layers and degrees of guilt can you give us without with, you know in a very actorly way without just totally like shouting out I'm in grief. That's that's kind of how I see the shade performances of Real Housewives of performance. They don't get into, like hair pulling at all. They they'll just like talk about you behind your back. And talk about your finances and put your shit out. The street, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a master class in shade. I love it. Okay, and the last one in our, in our ten second soundbite, Momo. What is what Game of Thrones character are you missing the most right now? You mean like I'm missing because it's not on, or exactly. I'm missing like they died? Oh, or either. <laughs> Fielder's choice. Uh... Your softball player. Fielder's choice. I don't know. Probably, um, ugh, probably Arya. Ah, yes, because she is Arya no longer Stark. a faceless man. I am Arya Stark of House Winterfell. <laughs> and sorry, I just saw this like two weeks ago, so I remember every line. Yes, she's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love her. All right, Nick Nack, what about you? Go. Uh, I'm missing Sansa. She's had a wonderful arc, so I want to see where they're going to take her. Silly girl with her lemon cakes, and now she's just a bad ass. Yes. Yeah, Sansa's like, I'm mm-hmm. taking that. Yes, and, and, and rejecting a little finger along the way. Good, more power to you. I am all about Tyrion, of course. I, I knew you were going to say Tyrion. <laughs> He's. I mean, what he he gets. I mean, he, he he gets tail. He speaks the best lines. He drinks, and he knows things. Yeah, no, he's great. Yeah, yeah, I can see but that. I mean, I mean, can I just for a moment, though, like, I have a lot of frustration with Game of Thrones because it's just, like, not enough. It's not enough. Like, why, like, we, I get my life in, like, the last episode or two. Like, and don't get me wrong, Game of Thrones, I'm not breaking up with that either. But I'm just saying, like, I need at least 13 episodes. Like, <laughs> way too many characters. There's way too many characters. And by the time we just not even, I'm not even saying we're doing this deep dive into this character exploration of anything. Like, just when we just kind of know what's going on with everybody, it's like, oh, season finale next week. And then you have to wait another 10 months before it comes back. And I just don't, I'm not feeling that. I'm not. And I, mean, I can't just, we get like a, like a lady Mormont's like spinoff, like like a three a five episode you know or six episode BBC style spinoff or waiting. I mean, come on, something, give us something. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. They have to give me something. It's just no. not enough. It's not because we're only getting we're only gonna get six, right? That's it. Oh god, that, when it comes back, yeah, it's even season worse than season coming up. Yep. Oh man, so we're only getting six. Then they're doing eight for the last one. That's it. They're done. I believe that's correct. Oh. Wow, that's okay. Well, yes, you're absolutely right. It's not enough because I plowed through those sixty uh, with my friend, and we were like, I, I, I went out and bought the soundtrack to season six. I'm like playing Light of the Seven, like that whole, you know, like the the, the whole musical intro, uh, intro to the to the last episode. I loved. It. I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. I can't get enough Game of Thrones. We miss you. Okay, so for those of you who are new to the game, what is Cinema Draft? It is the fantasy sports version of the movies. But instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're drafting actors from movies. 
that how their movies perform at the North American box office will earn you points for your call sheet of actors while competing against others for fun and prizes. Draft 10 actors who are each assigned a dollar value salary. You have a 100K budget to try to draft all 10 actors, no more, no less. You have three release types of movies, wide, limited, and platform. You must draft at least one actor from each. You want to try to get as many headliners as you can. Because headliners are those movie are those actors that people pay to go see in the movies. So for example, and their points are worth 40% more. For example, if Suicide Squad earns 100 million, Margot Robbie gets 100 points at 1 point per million in the wide release, while Will Smith would get 140 points. It is free to play with over $200 in prizes this week plus a $25 bonus to the highest scoring call sheet that is not my own. And yes, we finally broke the drought. We had it going on for for a good four weeks before someone was able to finally win the bounty. So we are now making our bounties progressive. So if no one beats my call sheet in a week, then it will roll over to the next week. So 25 will become 50, 50 becomes 75, et cetera, et cetera. So congratulations again to Ringballs22. Yes, that is his name, ladies. Ringballs22 for taking down the call sheet the week uh, promotion last uh, this past weekend and clearing $100 on top of the $54 he won this weekend. Congratulations. So join us for our beta test is open and live. And now we are getting to the shot list. Yes. Well, yeah, we'll clap. This is where you will make your money. If only you ignore my suggestions. Because we did a terrible job <laughs> last week. We were all over Smurfs and it did not perform. So I don't see. know why. I don't know why you were all over Smurfs. The tracking was bad. <laughs> I didn't want to believe it. I could have told you that wasn't going to go. <laughs> well, wait, you work for a studio. Of course you do. You, you hey, get all hey, the hey, hey, You don't know what studio I work for. I didn't say I didn't say which studio. I said you work for a studio. You of course you get all the tracking numbers, all the inside dope. As a matter of fact, Mama, why are you no, playing this game? I, do. I work in TV. No, I work in TV, but That's so I don't a, know the tracking studio. numbers. But I'm saying, I listen. I know young people who I'll be like, hey, so the Smurfs, and they'll be like, yeah. And I mean, young people pretty much like anything kids related. So if a kid is like, meh then that's a that's a surefire sign like it's not going to be a priority all right well i miss i know young people well let's see if we can piece through this <laughs> piece of the shot list together with your industry expertise and your your being just so young at heart so parts of the shot list the first part is the a list and these are actors i believe you will definitely want to have on your call sheet of course it all begins and ends with the fate of the furious and basically you're either picking Dwayne Johnson or Vin Diesel whomever you want to pick they're both priced the same 35,000 that is a full 35% of your budget of your bouget you can only have one of those type of actors so i i would not be surprised if everyone just picks a headliner from the fate of the furious and just keeps moving because you're pretty much going to need its box office tracking right now is, is as high as 125 million i honestly think it's going to be higher i think that's freaking low i think i'm i wouldn't be shocked i would not, i'd be shocked if this thing came in at less than 140 150 million everyone i know wants to see this movie it's pg-13 it's got everything it's got a fucking tank and submarine what are we talking about here people see this thing three times in a weekend definitely i'm all in on the fate of the furious wait what is it gonna call what is the projection for the weekend 
I've seen tracking for 125 million. I think it's going to be far higher than that. If Beauty and the Fucking Beast really? 175 million, I think it's going to do at least 150. Like, Are we talking mm-hmm. domestic or worldwide? We're talking domestic. This game is for North American box office gross. I'm. We're talking domestic. Are you? Are you thinking something lower? I'm confused. What are you thinking? No, I'm just trying to understand these numbers. <laughs> no. So, so in your mind, <laughs> although you're new to the game, you're not new to the game. <laughs> what is? What? What's the? What's the scuttlebutt in Hollywood? You know, among the studio system. Tell me what you've heard. Tell us what you've heard. No, I think everyone's anticipating it to absolutely come in at number one. Um, I don't see why it wouldn't get to a hundred. I don't know about one fifty. I don't know. Really? So, no. you, so you think one twenty-five is accurate, or do you think it should be even lower? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think with you know, we really don't have Paul Walker right now. So I don't know if, not to say that people aren't going to see it, I just don't know if people are going to have the urgency to go and see it this weekend. I don't know. Oh well, well, this is this is the only movie that Jay Devlin's been talking about forever. Jay Devlin, fam of the pod, he and I are super lit for this. I just bought my ticket today for the D box seat. I had to get my seat in advance. There's, I, there's nothing separating me short of the site melting down at 10 p.m. on Thursday for me seeing this at 10:30 in North Las Vegas. And what what place will you go <laughs> in estimating these <laughs> estimating these salary values and also general predictions? I like to go to hsx.com. That is the Hollywood Stock Exchange, and just kind of you know do a little search for for Fate of the Furious and their projections. These actually don't really project. This is just like their internal stock market, what it's trading for in their version of the game. In their version of the game, movies or stocks, and they have derivatives for opening weekend, you know, gross whatever, and it generally translates to a dollar per million. And so they're looks like they're projecting about a hundred twenty-five million dollar opening for Fate of the Furious. I still think that is too. Damn low. Everyone is, I mean, just the saturation of the marketing alone, I think would be good for at least 135, 140. And it just looks lit AF. I, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously colored my, my biases with, <clears throat> with my take on this, but I think it's going to explode all over the American marketplace. And I can't not wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. No, I think it'll do well for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree that it's going to do well. And I won't break your heart, E. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, choose wisely in your call sheet, Mimi, because I definitely want to see you break the top ten this week. I, I appreciate your plan. Oh, no, I want to see you in the top ten. Definitely so, on my call sheet, but yes, we, we will not be there, though, on Thursday evening. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you can't see me about clutching my pearls right now. I'm just clutching. I'm clutching like Diane Johnson on Blackish. <laughs> All right, so also on the A-list is Steve Buscemi, the boss baby. Um, this baby got bounced. Uh, it's actually not bad price uh, going into its third weekend, second, it's two weeks of release, its third weekend. Uh, for considering it still could, it still might could do about mm, 15 to 20 million, considering that when it comes to animated films, it's pretty much the, 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 the cock of the walk out there right now. I, I kind of like his chances. I think that you could, you could do pretty well if you have a headliner from from Boss Baby and a headliner from, from Fade the Furious and then just really punting the rest of your call sheet because your budget's just too low. But I, I think I think you might have some value there. So look into possibly getting a headliner from the Boss Baby, 
Steve Buscemi at thirteen thousand three hundred. He's the cheaper of the two. Have either of you guys seen Boss Baby? I haven't, but I plan to. <laughs> yeah, that seems like your movie. <laughs> the trailer is so funny. Oh it was hilarious. I enjoyed. It. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was on IM with my friends earlier today, and my friend was like, hey, I wanted to see Boss Baby. And I was like, hey, I did too. <laughs> so, yeah, we can go to Is that making a child? I don't care. Yes, it's on the list. It's on the list. Absolutely. For closers. Yes, all that good Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross stuff, too. Uh, so co-starring, the next part of the shot list, these are some values you might want to look out for this weekend. I was talking to somebody uh, earlier today or in an email about Gifted, and I think Chris Evans from Gifted might not be a bad look. He's coming at 9500 Um It's a little priced up for a limited release, but it, to be honest with you, this is expanding to about a thousand screens, and it already had a pretty stellar weekend last weekend. Uh, on a per screen average, I believe it was third or fourth. Yes, yeah, so it was third in per screen average at seven thousand nine hundred and seventy-one dollars per screen. So even if you flatten it out to about five thousand per screen, and it goes out to a thousand screens, you're just looking at five million, which would be a very solid ten. Uh, points at platform release. Platform release, you get one point per five hundred thousand. So, as as far as limited releases go, this might be the one to pick. I would probably, if if you can't afford a headliner stack, I would get at least Jenny Slate, the cheap two headliners at ninety three hundred, and keep it moving. But Gifted is my limited choice for the week, um, and a good way to kind of round out the rest of your call sheet when you spent. <laughs> over a third of your budget on one actor from Fate of Furious. Uh, also, Your Name, period. Uh, I believe this is an anime film? Uh, a Japanese anime film? Uh, all uniformly priced. We missed out last week. I don't know. It kind of slipped under the radar. We didn't have it in our talent pool. We were making up for it. It, ha it grossed about 627000 I believe, last weekend. So now you have your pick of any of the Your Name actors, all 5700 reasonably priced you're going to need some scrubs in your stars and scrub strategy with pretty much one or two stars eating up about 60 percent of your budget and so here is a place for some cheap value should probably do about another 350 450,000 at one point per hundred thousand in platform release you should get at least a good four or five points maybe six or seven in if you get you a headliner for that 40 percent bonus uh, what do you think about these some of these co-starring values? Any of these movies on your radar? Gifted, your name, any movie I haven't named yet? Case of Christ. I have not heard of that one. No, well, and, and that's the beauty of the draft game. We are we are exposing you to movies you might not have heard of. <laughs> Case for Christ on eleven hundred screens. It'll get you some. Easter's coming. Easter's coming. Easter's coming. Easter's coming. Easter's coming. <laughs> I can't help it. Family brings a crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so these are all some values you might want to look out for on your call sheet because we know Momo's signing up tonight and making her a call sheet. So excited. Yes. As long as I can sign up. <laughs> That's right. We are definitely working that issue. <laughs> uh, cutting room floor. Not for lack of trying. Not for lack of trying. You're absolutely right. Uh, so the cutting room floor, this is the section where we skip these losers and chips. It's probably been out three weekends too long. It is a terrible movie oh, for respects. It is <sighs> priced. It is on an estimated 600 screens. For all we know, it could sink to platform. It could fall under 500 screens. 
for all we know. It is a dog with fleas. It is not even worth it for a Stars and Scrubs strategy. Whatever juice is left has been squeezed out of it. It is a dead <laughs> film running. Uh, oh, and, well, you know, if it plummets all the way to the platform, maybe you might want to consider it, but it is bad for business. Skip this loser. And also, The Shack, I, I kind of ha- hedged on this, but The Shack might still have some Easter, might, might still have like an Easter bunny hop left in it. But for the most part, it kind of came out too early to truly capitalize on the Easter season. Looks like Case for Christ is stealing its faith based thunder. So you might want to skip the shack because it's probably going to be a case where it's too wide for its own good. It's going to be a limited release. It's going to be on somewhere between 600 to 700 screens. And there's just not enough box office there to sustain it. Last weekend, I do believe the shack only made. Oh, excuse me. The shack only made. I mean, look how far I'm going. Oh, that's actually I'm going too far now. Oh, there it is. It only made one, $1.1 million on 1,100 screens, $985 per screen. Anytime you're in triple digits per screen average, you probably want to avoid that film. All right? So just a little tip to skip that loser. Leave it on the cutting room floor. And besides The Fate of the Furious and Boss Baby, are there any movies coming that are coming out this weekend or they're already out and released that you ladies want to see? Well... For fear of being shamed, I haven't seen Logan yet. Oh no, there's no shame. I mean, you're a busy career woman. You know, you you, you do your thing, but definitely see Logan. Pilot next. season. I can't yeah. shame you because I haven't seen it either. So, and there I is mean, one yeah. that I have not seen that I will go see, and I'm not going to say it because you will shame me. Oh no, I will tell him because I need to see it again. Okay. So we have to go see Get Out. I've seen it. Nick hasn't seen it, but I do want to see it again. You so Nick is still in her sunken place. Okay, that's cool. She'll, she'll get out. <laughs> she'll get out. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's right. It's soundless. It's a soundless sunken place. So it, it look. It took me a second. I don't do. I mean, once I now get the premise that it's not horror, I'm good. I will be there. <laughs> Nick, you Although already... you got to be careful because that is a whole debate on how it is horror and that people shouldn't be calling it anything other than that. But I was like, okay, I don't know enough about the genre to know that it does fall into horror. I don't know. I'm sure you might have discussed this already, but I'm just like, yeah, a little there's bit, this whole uh, thing about why how, get how out the, the, the bad guy is racism or something. Yeah, it's, it's like, a psycho it's, thriller. It's a psycho thriller. That all, I mean, I it's, so it's true, but yeah. there's a whole think piece or many think pieces on many. why it is. <laughs> but to your point, Nick, no, it's not horror into where you can't go see it. I would tell you if it were. No, no, I know. I trust it. you. Kind of bloody at the end, but get out your sucking place. Get out. Get out. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You can watch Game of Thrones. Oh, sorry about that, but yeah, you were saying I got I got excited. Sorry. Oh no, when you said it was bloody at the end, I just said if she's watching Game of Thrones, uh, yeah, she can handle I'll be okay. Whatever's at the end of this. No, she can totally handle it. Okay, so we always do. So as we head into bring the ship into a landing or into into port, we always like to put a Twitter poll out after our podcast. This week's, of course, will be on the fate of the furious, and it's basically an over under, over or under 130 million. Uh, in box office gross this week of the fate of the furious i think we already know how momo stands but still i'll ask both of you <laughs> momo over under 130 million for fate of the furious this week. 
I don't know. I feel like it's under. Wrong. Nicole, over under. $130 million this weekend. Pay the series. Under E. Wrong! It is going to be over. I'm going to post a poll on Twitter. We're going to have, uh, after this after this podcast is posted in the morning, we're going to let people weigh in. We'll share the results on the next pod. And we'll sit back and watch E be right as this sucker hits $150 million. Excellent. So, where can you find Cinema Draft? You can find us at cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. Sign up for to get into the free beta. We are free to play and we give out real cash dollars every weekend. You can also find us on Twitter at Play Cinema Draft, Facebook Cinema Draft, Instagram at Play Cinema Draft. Yeah, Cobra Blog is on Medium.com at Cinema Draft. We're even on Pinterest for crying out loud. We are everywhere. We're coming out your toaster oven. If you are listening to this podcast, make sure you subscribe at iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud, or wherever you have your favorite podcasts are to be found. We are, once again, we are live this week with $200 of prizes, $46 of first in the feature presentation. Our theater counts lock at 6 p.m. Thursday. That means that whatever theater counts that we can find for a particular movie, lock it in at 6 p.m. on Thursday, specific time, and you can finish and adjust your call sheet with confidence. We are totally free to play with the $25 bonus for the highest call, scoring call sheet of the week. That is not mine. We offer we post results sometime Monday evening or afternoon after 5.30 p.m. Pacific time usually. And that's going to do it this week. Guests, uh, do you have anything to plug? Any projects you're working on? Any business ventures you're in? This is your time to shine. <laughs> Go ahead. Plug your ish. <laughs> Go to the movies. That's all I'm going to say. It's a great escape. It's a good distraction, and it's a healthy one. That's it. Oh, from our from our resident therapist, <laughs> the official therapist of the Cinema Draft Podcast. <laughs> Monet Moore, watch, what do you have? Uh, watch more TV. Better Call Saul just premiered. Take a and look. Not, <laughs> and not to get into our post-facts, <laughs> but I thought it was a little slow. But, you know, these, this, I mean, I like the series. It is, I mean, though. Like Better Call Saul is a slow burn. It is. And I guess every season starts off kind of slow. So I'll, I'll definitely give it time. But I thought it's a little slower than most this last, this first episode. But whatever. Yes. Watch more TV. Keep our girl Momo employed. Excellent. Absolutely. So give yourselves a hand. I'll give you a hand. Thanks for uh, coming on the pod. I really appreciate you guys. Y'all are my family. La Familia. My LA Familia. Love you guys. Thanks for coming on. Looking forward to seeing those call sheets if we can get you up in there. And thanks, everyone, for listening and subscribing and sharing with your friends. Keep spreading the word. Let's fill these suckers up because I want to give away even more money. And until next time, everyone, you know what to do. Go see a movie or something.